Welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast, brought to you by the Adaptability Movement. I'm Ben. And I'm Dan. And we're here to give you resources and tools to help you go from a state of surviving to thriving in life. Resilient sucks the life out of you. And while it's a necessary skill, it's one that we don't want to spend too much time in or we run out of capacity. We're here to talk to you more about how to adapt and find the opportunity and change so you can really go about thriving in your own life. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Pool Compliance Adelaide. Pool Compliance Adelaide has a simple mission, to provide professional advice and photographic proof that your pool complies with the relevant state statutory requirements. If you're buying, renting, or even selling property, make sure your pool is compliant with Pool Compliance Adelaide. Bevan Jones, welcome to the Resilient Sucks podcast. Um, mate, how are you going? Kirky, great to be on. Obviously, uh, it's been the other way around previously where I've interviewed you, so it's nice to yeah. be sitting here and having, having asked, uh, you asking me all the questions today. So. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> and, and tell us about that, like Legends with Bevo, how's it going? It's, it's, you mentioned it was four years that you've, you've sort of been in the business of running your own podcast and stuff now, and it's gone through different iterations. Like, give us a bit of insight into that. Yeah, sure. So it's definitely been a journey, Kirky, that's for sure. Um, amazingly, today is four years since I started the podcast. And, you know, it was for, going back four years, it was me and Smythe, Phil Smythe, uh, just having a chat. And Mama Camilla's, um, Alex Arricchio, one of our late great mates, um, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. He was he was filming for us and, and we'd just be chatting about um, on basically the footy tips for that round. And it would be Bevo's footy tips. And, and at the time, I was like... Um, I expected to get 100 people watching and we chucked up our first video and uh, there was basically a thousand people, the very first one, and, and it's gone from there, Kirky. And um, sort of how the idea came about was I just sort of come back from the Riverland and I was pretty shattered because I'd lost my dream job as a radio announcer and um, yeah, I wasn't sure where to go from there and then caught up with Smythe, who was a mentor and a regular on my, on my breakfast program and had done a bit of stuff in radio previously before as well. And, and he's like, yeah, why don't you do the online tipping? So I kept that going for 12 months different people on every week to like Alex would come on for a chat get different people on each week give their you came on a couple of times as well and um, just talk about you know your journeys and what have you and have a bit of banter at the same time and then at the end of the footy season back in 2018 and I was like at that stage we changed it from Bevo's footy tips to chewing the fat and I would just get different people on um, and I was really enjoying the you know the, just the interaction that we'd get and, and the banter and it's the end of the footy season so there's no footy tips to talk about but why not just keep it going as, as a bit of a uh, this is your life kind of thing and and yeah four years later it's uh, it's gone from chewing the fat to legends of bevo in late 2019 and i've now interviewed probably over 200 amazing people past yeah. and present sports people yeah. entertainment icons people doing great things in the community and and if someone had said four years ago i would have chatted to all these people i would have probably laughed at them because it's just been phenomenal to yeah. someone who's I personally, I don't have, I've never played AFL, never played Sanford and stuff like that. I've, the highest profile I've ever had is, is being a breakfast announcer in the Riverland on Classic It's 5RM. So yeah, it's just been one of those incredible journeys and I thank myself, I think myself extremely lucky and fortunate yeah. and, and thank everyone that's, you know, come on the show and it's helped me, yourself, Kirky included along the way. So Sure. Mate, yeah. it, it is, it's a great story and um, the reason why I invited you on is because um, although the podcast called Resilient Sucks, it's it's a it's a play on words because resilience is absolutely something that 
uh, we all need in life and it, and it helps us get through tough and challenging situations. And um, I think, you know, particularly uh, the last few years, there's probably a lot of people that have experienced a challenge in their life, which is something they, they didn't expect. And it's affected different people in different ways. But I guess our message is that, well, you can, if you live in, in resilience and that's all you're ever doing, then it sucks the life out of you. It sucks your life force. So, you know, what, what, your story represents to me is this, this element of bouncing back, of adaptability, of, of finding the opportunity and change and creating something from that. And, um, you know, it, it's remarkable what you've done. Um, like you said, like, you know, to go from the disappointment of, of losing the, the, the opportunity or the, the position you're in, it's easy to sort of go into that victim mindset or into a, a, a woe is me kind of feeling. And, and that's not to, um, to dismiss anyone that's feeling that. that. Those are genuine emotions that we feel, but but what next, what then? Uh, and that, that's where adaptability comes into this. So look, I'd, I'd really love to hear a little bit more about um, you know, that, that emotional sort of transition for you. Like I imagine it, it did feel pretty crappy at the beginning, and, uh, but I won't take the words from your mouth, you let me know. Yeah, um, yeah. And then how did you process that? Where did you go, well, this isn't satisfying me. This is, you know, what we talk about is kind of, you almost go through a point of reflection, right? So you go, this is where I am right now. Once yeah. you finally accept that, you start to go, instead of wishing for what was, you start to go, what's available to me? What is it that I really want? What are the tools I already have available? And then what do I need to add to that to move towards something rather than just away from something? So can you just provide some context in that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I remember, remember vividly, I got called into the office on a Monday morning. Um, so basically, Kirky, I'd, I'd spend my week living up in the Riverland and then most weekends I'd come back to Adelaide to see my, my partner, now wife and, and friends and family and what have you. And then every Sunday afternoon I'd drive back to the Riverland and then do my show on the obviously first thing on a Monday morning from six to nine. And um, still still annoys me that he couldn't have sacked me on the Friday instead of making me drive up all that way on a Monday morning to sack me. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd been having some conversations and I guess... I got thrown in the deep end big time with this show because I had to produce my own show, um, panel it, organise all the guests. I was spending like 12 hours a day and getting paid peanuts really. Um, and I'd never really paddled much before. So to basically be a solo announcer of your own show in a country radio station was a big challenge, but I, I really enjoyed the opportunity and felt after six months, I was starting to really get the hang of it. But um, obviously it wasn't to be and certain people didn't sort of like what I was doing, which is, and I said they want to head in another direction with the station, but I was totally, in, you know, did not agree with that at all and felt like I deserved my contract to be extended. Um, but uh, that's, that's, that's life, that's brutal. The media can be brutal and they weren't happy. So that's, um, they sort of said you're better behind the scenes and on air, which I, again, I thought was garbage, but that's just the way it goes. Um, so when I sort of got the news that, my contract wasn't getting extended and it was, it felt like I, to be honest with you, it felt like the way I got treated was as if I'd slept with someone at the station or done something really, like said something really nasty on air or something. The sure. way it was horrible, basically pack, pack your things and go. And yeah. you know, it's like, you're not on air anymore, see you later. And yeah. it's just horrendous. And mm. um, I won't name names or things like that, but I felt as though that's just not a nice way to treat someone that's been just doing it yeah. for six months. And yeah, so I'll burst into tears, Kirky, because yeah. one minute you're doing what you love and the next minute yeah. you just completely lost everything. And um, I was just like, I'd, obviously I was renting a house up there in the Riverland and I was just so angry and shattered. So just packed up my bags and just left. Just wanted to get the hell out of there yeah. as fast as I could. Um, and literally I've never packed a, a house so quickly in my life because <laughs> I just wanted to just be out of there. Yeah. So got sacked in the morning um, and then that night I was back in Adelaide and yeah just like what am I gonna do next kind of thing and um, yeah just 
it was just like I was absolutely because I had a pretty tough. I will talk about this later on, but I had a pretty tough upbringing with high school and bullying and what have you. But I, I felt like yeah, this is almost on par with that because I, I don't. You've been in situations before. A lot of people have as well where you get things taken away from you that you really love. And I worked so hard to you know like I. I finished a media and communications degree in 2016, made a big career change from doing government government roles for 10, 11 years in admin to being, because I wanted to do something different for the next 30 years and get into radio and what have you. And then to work so hard, so much volunteering, travel for um, all around Australia doing volunteer gigs. You know, if you saw my CV, I think um, back in 2016, I went all around Australia and did six different work placements like in um, Port Perry twice and just all around the place and yeah. then when you you get your dream job and you work so hard for that and it's, I guess it's the same as an AFL player or a Stanford player or whatever it might be when you get delisted it's exactly the same thing yeah. you're just like what am I going to do next and yeah. that's exactly how I felt I was just so gutted so caught up with Phil Smythe my mentor and friend and um, who was a regular on the on the breakfast show as I mentioned before and and he was also like I did a bit of stuff on radio with Smythe and and he was just he's such a great bloke and you know, it, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have Legends of Bevo slash Tuna Fat slash Bevo's Footy Tips because yeah. he was the one that came up with the idea. And yeah. um, so he could see how shattered that I, shattered I was and yeah. he was just all about helping me out. And, and, and still through to this day, like he's been always there for me the last four years. And whenever I need a chat or need some help with something, he's always there to help out, whether it be as a guest on the show or getting guests for me. And so he's been incredible from that perspective. And yeah. Obviously, you know, an amazing wife, very supportive wife, because a lot of people wouldn't know, but a lot of the episodes, um, a majority of them have been out of my own pocket, so I've spent yeah. ridiculous amounts of money the last few yeah. years, and she could have told me, um, you know, no, you can't do that anymore, and, and there's been times where I've wanted to give it up, because it is a lot of work for not much reward financially, yeah. uh, but she's the one that's been really supportive and yeah. kept, told me to keep going, which is a great, obviously a great wife to have, Yeah. so here I am four years later, and yeah. um, I've Extremely uh, long-winded answer to your question, there, yeah, Jackie, That's but, that's um, fine. Um, what, what I love about that is your vulnerability, like your openness about sharing those, because it's to to be able to relate to people and demonstrate that it's not just um, someone getting on air going, "Yeah, I've made it and I've got this, and and you should do this like me." Like that's that's not relatable. That's and, and in fact, we're not even like none of us would would claim to have made it, you know, at all. And it's more about life is a journey and whether that's token or not it's it's true like we go through a series of experiences and we do that through um you know combinations and interactions with other people and hopefully we achieve some growth from that and when we sort of leave a legacy or some purpose that we we sort of go through life with and you know the the what you're talking about is like that emotional ebbs and flows of sort of like thinking and and that you've sort of got to a checkpoint in life where you're happy with yeah. and that you want to slowly build from that and then having that sort of pulled out from underneath you and um, I can I can certainly relate to that. I know that um, you know Ben can relate to that as well with his own career in sport. And um, the the key thing that you said um, for me, mate, is about um, it's 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 that those values that that an organisation and people hold. And you know it sounds like the place you're in, you, there wasn't a values alignment. You, you know, maybe initially you thought there was because you were, had a similar interest and a similar purpose, but the way that you go about that is different. And that, that's the big difference that I'm hearing from you in that, you know, that environment wasn't the right environment for you, despite what it felt like it was an opportunity. And yet when you sort of came back and you, you know, found your feet, you, you've reconnected with, with Smythe, you know, you've, um, you've got a supportive wife and, 
and they're they're investing that passion with you. They're investing in what you care about because that means something to them. And I yeah. and I'm absolutely sure that you reciprocate that much like what you're doing now. Yeah. Like you know, I came and did a few podcasts with you and stuff, and yeah. um, as you were sort of getting established and stuff, and like you said, we had just had some great fun. And I think that is that is the attraction um, and the um, the appeal to what you do is that it's it's very it's genuine, it's authentic, um, it's it's local. Like yeah, okay, you're pulling in some um, some bigger names now from outside of that, but it's not necessarily about their status. It's about the wisdom they can offer to the people around you that you care about, right? Yeah, exactly. And so to yeah. me, that that's what makes me interested. Um, so like, I, I love hearing you, you speak about that about about Smiley as a mentor and and the role of mentors in in your life and you know your wife in terms of that support. Yeah. Um, and and maybe this is something we'll explore a bit further because I know with with my wife Kim we talk about. Um, we're, t- we're teammates and you might think that's oh yeah he's a sports jock and like that's just his <laughs> thing and um, but actually what I mean by that is that you know that is the one person in your life that you know you, you go you go to war for like you protect no matter what like you you invest in you care about like you build a life together from that that interaction right yeah um, for those of us that are having kids or expecting kids like that's um, the next phase of that in terms of you you're expanding that that um, that clan yeah um, and yeah. so if you're if you're investing in that in a way where uh, it's about valuing the relationship and what what the relationship creates it's got a much better chance of survival than what it does if um, it's about oh these are my needs and they're your needs and we'll have this transaction but if the transaction ever doesn't add up then I'm resenting you or you're resenting me and there's a lot of damage that's done by that. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more about how that works, like in your relationship, um, and you know the way that life's changed for you a little bit in, in terms of how you value those relationships since you know having an experience like that. Yeah, sure. So I guess you mentioned before having that support network, and and yeah, Kelly, my wife's been amazing, and uh, and there has been times the last four years, um, particularly the last sort of twelve months, because. Financially, we're all going through struggles at the moment with COVID and what have you, and and um, I guess it's my own choice to do my episodes now at Pod Booth, which you know Rory and his team put unbelievable videos together, and um, you know I've had people from Channel Seven Sun, like I was on Channel Seven Sunrise last year, and it's like uh, even the producers of Stan Max segment said, "Looks like you're in a current affairs studio," you know, yeah. um, because like everyone else is sitting in their their lounge rooms or their bedrooms and stuff, and we've got this amazing studio that <laughs> just stands out like a sore thumb. And, yeah. and so that's my choice to, to do my videos yeah. there, and I've made that decision to go from doing uh, at home on Zoom, where you can barely see my face, to this incredible studio setup. And and I suppose yeah, it's been. It, I'm always reaching out to try and get people to sponsor me, and it's hard because everyone's tight with money and. Um, you know, like I, I don't have that profile like other sports podcasts like Howie Games and stuff do. And so I know it's always going to be that challenge, but it's, and it's my choice to want to do it at Podbooth and want to have that sort of first class quality. And, and the sound, because we joked before about um, when I first started doing my episodes and I, don't, I hate watching them because it's so bad. You can barely even hear us when we did the one with you and um, um, with Benny Kane as well. Yeah. And you could barely hear us talking and and because it was on a mobile phone and, you know, the quality and I used to do them in Mama Camilla's cafe with a, with kids making heaps of noise and you could barely hear us talk and now you've got this incredible studio where sound is so much better and so and the sound is really important and people tune off if they can't hear it properly and, and also obviously the visual side of things as well is really important too. So getting back to your question there, financially, um, you know, it is it is tough at times and and I wouldn't be able to, to do it without Kelly's support and 
And even though she's on my back sometimes, she's like, oh, you know, this is getting really expensive now. You better only do one a fortnight and things. Yeah. So uh, yeah. even though I've been doing one a week this year, which is a bit sneaky, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, can't, I can't help myself, Kirky. Do so. I need to delay the release of this podcast <laughs> so that you, she hasn't found out yet? This is the, the big reveal. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But okay. uh, yeah, but no, that support network is so important. And and yeah, and yeah having those mentors like, like the Smarties and stuff in the world and other people I've got out there, like uh, Daniel Norton, who's a general manager of Port Adelaide Football Club, um, in terms of their media and communications, like he's been a great mentor as well to me. And there's so many people out there that have been so supportive, and I couldn't have done it without their support. So, yeah, yeah awesome. Um, you know that when we we talk about it within our business, like the very first thing we address is um, is connected communities, and that that starts at home. Like that starts with your interactions with other people and your relationships, and and who is your support network, and who's already investing in you that you could be investing back in with them. Yeah, like. A lot of people get caught up in this um, the uh, aura of um, celebrating success, like you know, because oh, you know, I got to hang out with you know X Y Z celebrity to celebrate their premiership or whatever, and yeah, Kardashians, and right? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Like it, it, it feels quite superficial, right? It, it's yeah. it's kind of status based. It's more about you know, I have importance because I'm associated with them, right? Rather than it being about well, who are the people that are there when it's tough. And you know, are they the same people that you, that you celebrate with first when you when you achieve something along the way towards you know what you're what you're moving towards? Yeah. Um, and that's that's what's really satisfying for me. Like I know, um, you know, Ben and I make a habit of, of celebrating um, each year that we're in business together and whatnot. We you know um, share with each other sort of birthdays and celebrations and those kind of things. It's awesome. Um, and it, it's really important to celebrate the milestones and the checkpoints along the way. Um, but to do it with the people that have invested in you to get to that point and then to do it for them too. That whole that whole idea of mutual benefit. Like if you're just leveraging off one person or one organization to get somewhere, well, if there's leverage, it sort of says that there's an imbalance. And if there's an imbalance, it's not sustainable. So true. So how do yeah. we create that mutual benefit where we can help each other? You know, how we can care for each other and, and so that we know that we, we have that support when we need it, but we also get to bloody celebrate when things oh, go know. well, right? And, and how good it is as well, like when, when you get your friends messaging you and saying, <coughs> excuse me, um, I just saw your interview with, with Sam Mack the other day and, and it was so funny, like oh, that was only best interviews ever or, you know, I remember a guy, um, Tommy Giles, who's, you know, a basketballer and uh, I think he was, you know, back in the day, might have played college ball or something like that and, um, you know, he messaged me and stuff and said, I did like a roaming uh, Port Adelaide on the sort of when they had their 150 year gala event at the um, Adelaide Convention Centre. I did like a roaming, roaming Brian, but it was roaming Bevo. Yeah. Well, I interviewed all these port people and stuff, and he's yeah. like, Oh, that's your best work ever. And nice. a lot of other people sort of gave me really back, really good feedback yeah. about that. So, um, yeah, when you get your friends and even people you don't know sort of giving you really positive comments and stuff like that, it's just makes you feel really good about yourself and feel yeah. like, Yeah, and even when you bump into people on the streets because you sort of think, Oh, no one really watches my videos and stuff, but people actually do. And, yeah. and it's amazing how many people come up to you and go, you know, I love what you're doing. And, and that sort of makes you feel like, yeah, I'm actually doing this for a reason, Kirky. Yeah. And makes you keep on going. Yep. And, and when we were talking before about how I sort of thought about giving up and spoke to a few people, like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Because yeah. not just because they want, they, they want to sort of see you do these episodes, um, but it's more just because they, they enjoy it and they enjoy yeah. the fact that, you know, I'm heading in the right direction with it. So yeah. that makes sense. And Yeah, absolutely um, it does. And then sort of being on Sunrise last year and like thinking, oh, and being on Triple M and stuff like that and thinking, yeah. okay, um, now like I'm heading in the right direction here. Yeah. I'm starting to build a bit of a name for myself. And yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. I love what you said sort of about um, it's, it's meaningful, it's worthwhile. Yeah. Like, and I think, 
you know, it's, it's not just a, I'm going to do this because it'll give me like credibility or status within the community. It's got, I'm going to do this because I care about it because it means something to me. Like it's exactly. aligned with my values. And, and what that does is it, it helps keep you um, on track because now you've you got a reason to do it. You're not just doing it for the sake of something superficial, right? Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that in the, like what are the, what are the habits that you've had to um, maybe change in life or you've had to establish to, to allow you to get through some of those tougher periods and that have created more abundance or um, more opportunity in life for you? I suppose like in terms of, yeah, like when, when sort of COVID hit and uh, I lost four jobs in a day, <laughs> like a lot yeah. of people did. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, what am I going to do now kind of thing. So yeah. I ended up just getting a job at Foodland, stacking shelves and thank goodness for JobKeeper as well at the same time. Um, and so that was a situation where, where Zoom, I spoke to Benny before, Zoom's been amazing for me and, and a lot of people out there. And when COVID sort of hit, I was like, what the heck, Zoom? And, yeah. and that's been an absolute blessing because you can now chat to people all around yeah. the world. And, and so I guess in terms of um, changing things up at that stage, because I was trying to sort of save money, I'll just be doing my Zooms from the lounge room. And, and even though the quality wasn't as good back then as what it is now, that was how I sort of changed my habits from a financial perspective. And just uh, th that way I was able to do more episodes as well as doing like three a week sometimes um, because every man and their dog was just at home in their lounge rooms and were bored. So yeah. sort of trying to make the most of it and everyone was on social media back in those yep. days. So um, so in terms of changing habits, yeah, I guess that's one of the, one of the things. And then uh, now sort of doing my episodes now at Podbooth, um, it, even though it's sort of more expensive and cost that more, cost more than what it was sort of doing it previously at home, it's now taken it to that next level of professionalism. And, yeah. and I wouldn't get people like Sam Max producers saying things like, you know, my set looks like a current affair when it was just my, my Zoom at home kind of thing. So, yeah. so just changing habits based on my situation as well. And, sure. and, and now like, um, I've only sort of do four days a week in my job as a journalist at The Courier. So um, again, I've got to sort of be a little bit, uh, what's the word? I've got to find extra jobs and stuff to pay the bills and yeah. be a bit more careful in terms of not doing three episodes a week, just doing one yeah. a week or one a fortnight or whatever. Yeah. So so that's the way I've sort of changed habits there, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, and, and a good point, because like I was looking to find out what are the helpful habits, but like what are the maybe some of the unhelpful habits or the costly habits that you had that you've had to let go of to give yourself um, the resources and the time and the finances to be able to continue with that habit of recording podcasts, even yeah. though like, because um, it's easy to say, oh, I don't have the money, I can't do this, right? Yeah. But there's another way of looking at it and going, well, I have this vision, this is this is what it's gonna take to get from here to here, so I'm gonna find a way to finance it, I'm gonna find a way to to like to live that life that I wanna live, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what maybe you had to sort of like cut out or give up to be able to get, you know, this far. Yeah, so um, probably for a while there, especially, um, in the heart of the COVID situation, like I was having to cut back my coffees and stuff. Now, now I'm back to every day, which is great. But back, um, I'm a huge coffee snob, you know, especially living in Melbourne for a while there. And but now for a while there, was, I'd sort of go back to, to three or four a week rather than sort of every day. And yeah. and and like I mentioned to you before, my I wouldn't do, um, I, I would I don't do as many episodes now because I have to pay the extra money for Podbooth, whereas previously when I was doing them at home. I, I could sort of get away with it a bit more. So just little habits like that. Um, in terms of like, from a mental perspective as well, I guess like, yeah, mentors, uh, but there's a lot of, the last couple of years, one thing I've learned is you want to be around positive people and there's so much negativity on social media. We spoke about this before and mm. social media can be great 
when you put up a podcast and you get lovely comments and things like that. But you also get those keyboard warriors that sort of say, oh, your podcast is shit or, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, this is crap. The host is a knob and stuff like that, which, which you get every now and then. And um, so in terms of like habits, that's the negative side of social media. Mm. So you don't want to be surrounded by this negativity. So I've sort of life becomes more about quality, not quantity. And yeah. so, um, so even though I still have a pretty big uh, circle of friends, I've, sort of try and spend time with people that I want to spend time with yeah. and that I want to, that are happy and encouraging and positive yeah. rather than people that are just negative. Yeah. So, um, you know, if there's friends that have mental health issues, you know, you don't want to wish any harm upon them, but, you know, like there's only so much you can do as a friend and if you're trying to be nice to them and, you know, they're just throwing it in your face and yeah. what's the point, you know, yeah. so life's too short to be around those sort of people. So in terms of from a habit perspective, it's, yeah, just changing the way your approach life, so. Yeah, cool, yeah. it's a really good perspective. And I think there's there's often some guilt attached to um, to reevaluating like those people in your inner circle. Like you might've grown up with someone, it might be a family member and, um, but if there's a, an, an, we talk about this as an energy transfer actually. So we, we sort of say like, if you're gonna bring someone into a group environment, are they gonna add a, a positive, neutral or a negative energy to it? Like what, what are they, um, yeah, it's like an addition. So, like, if someone's coming in, as an, are they giving or taking, or is it, or is it sort of cost neutral, right? And so, you, you can't have too many takers. And in fact, like, you can you can have people that take from time to time. That's that's the whole energy exchange, and someone else can support you going through something tough, right? But there's got to be a willingness to to reinvest into that, Absolutely. like, you know, to value the the collective um, energy as being something worthwhile to be part of, but to invest in because you know you'll get your share of takes as well along the way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we always we always talk about that. You want that net positive gain. And we talk about the same thing with habits. You want that net positive gain in habits as well because yes. people go, oh, yeah, I've got all these great habits. It's like, okay, great, but I'm, but I'm not getting anywhere. It's like, okay, have you, have you gone through and have you worked out kind of what's helpful, you know, neutral and unhelpful so that then you can kind of disseminate what the net gain is because it's not just about the good habits. If you're doing all this good stuff over here, but you're doing all this other crappy stuff over here, like binge watching Netflix and buying five coffees a day and whatever it is, yeah. you're not going to be keep producing that podcast, are you? Exactly so you're not going to be able to right. do the things you care about because you've, you've gone like this. You've taken all of this positive energy yeah. and you've just diminished it because of the weight that this is, um, you know, sort of pulling, pulling it down exactly. with. Same as like um, going out for lunches and dinners and, and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, you've got to sort of think wisely because cost of living yeah. is... Um, yeah, so, so on that, like we're talking about habits, um, one of the things you can do as a listener or viewer if you're watching this um, uh, with the video content as well is that uh, you can head to our website. You can go to, to www.theadaptabilitymovement.com.au slash habits uh, and we've got a free downloadable template there that you can um, you can yeah, pop in your email address and we'll, we'll send it straight to you. So it, it's a pretty simple thing. It comes with a step-by-step -step guide in terms of how we actually sort of do that little bit of an analysis or audit on where you currently are with those habits um, and it gives you some tips on then how you can sort of get that net gain rather than sort of investing all this stuff in the good stuff but um, you know, feeling like you're, you're not getting anywhere or spinning the wheels because there's, there's things in there that are holding you back still. So. Um, yeah, look, appreciate you, you sharing that with us and, um, and your experience of it. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, from, from here, but it's really about like, um, you know, what, what's the next step for you? Like, you know, you, you, you said four years running a podcast, you yeah. recently married, um, we, we had a second marriage almost, didn't you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So give the, give the listener a con context. <laughs> well, just with the whole COVID situation, yeah. uh, we were supposed to get married in 2020. Yeah. and um, have a proper wedding and everything and yeah. and we still got married uh 
yeah, April 18th, 2020, but it was right in the heart of COVID. So it was just our parents and the celebrant and our puppy dog. So wow. yeah, yeah. So it was just uh, crazy. And it was just on a, on a Saturday night, yeah. I was wearing like a nice shirt and shorts and she just had a nice dress. So nice. it was casual as, casual as anything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was lovely. And then, uh, so we were supposed to go on a honeymoon to America and had this amazing plan. I've never been to the States before. She had, lucky, lucky for her, and I was going to go to like a, an NBA playoffs game for my 40th birthday. And then supposed to go to Bali that with the family and everything, and everything got shut down because of COVID. And um, so many people have been in the same situation, yeah. so you can't complain. And then we managed to luckily get our honeymoon. Uh, it was January, January last year. Uh, went to Daydream Islands, so literally we've got got married, gone honeymoon, and then got married again. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> the twenty seventh of March last year, we had like it was like a renewal of the vows. So sure. basically, so she could wear the dress, walk down the aisle, and awesome. um, that was classified as like a unofficial wedding. Yeah. Um, so it was more like a big party, but yeah. still, you know, did the whole rings situation, and yeah. it still had the celebrant there. But yeah. it was just an amazing day. We had yeah. a Gore, a Gore Aquatic Club, and yeah. I don't know if you know Gore, but the weather down there can be terrible sometimes. And <laughs> um, we were just had the most amazing weather the whole day and the night. It was just amazing. And, and as you know, with being married yourself, Kirky, just goes so fast and you just yeah. don't want to stop. Yeah. You just want to keep on going and partying with your friends and yeah. you feel like you couldn't, you didn't get to talk to hardly anyone, but it was just the best day. And I'm so glad we did it that way now. And um, so, yeah, not many people can say they've been married twice with the same girl, can yeah, they? Terrific. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, and didn't have to go through some trauma in between to re revisit that, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, look, it's funny because, like, this, um, I mean, our story is not exactly the same, but we, we actually got married the day before our celebration with everyone because we, we wanted to, to choose our own celebrant. And we wanted, like, so we, we, we had a friend that we really wanted involved in a wedding. We wanted um, him to be the person that united us. Uh, and so instead of putting him through a celebrant's course and that sort of trauma and whatever, we went, well, you know, we'll go into the registry office the day before, yeah. sign the papers, like do the official part of it, but then go out and do it exactly the way that we want to rather than being by, bound by someone else's rules. So, awesome. um, yeah, that was a really cool experience for us. And, and I, I respect and relate to the, the, the down-to-earth nature that you, you're sort of sharing because, again, we had our dog at, at the wedding as well. We, um, <laughs> we did it down the beachfront uh, and had it. And again, it, we tried, we wanted everyone that was involved, like, to, to um, so friends to play roles, like, not ones that were a burden on them in terms of them not being able to participate in the wedding, but we had a mate who, you know, was a vocalist and guitarist and, um, you know, friends that were would MC and, um, and all that sort of stuff. So that it just made it more... Um, of an experience like and it, it's not necessarily about saving money or anything like yes you don't want to create this massive debt out of something which is supposed to be a celebration of your love right yeah i still yeah. find it i still find it unbelievable that it's you're celebrating you and your wife's relationship and, and that union yeah. and yet you're the one that has a shout everyone else oh, no. like, it's, it's just nuts it's not fair is it uh it's it's really not but um yeah like we just did it our way and i, and I sense that from you and, and i love that because i think when you do that it, it gives other people um, insight and um, permission to do the same. Exactly. So you, you let go of all the um, the bells and the whistles and the, and the things that aren't really necessary, the things that you feel obligated to do, and you have a good time. I, I said to my wife, I want to do it in shorts and a shirt. Yeah. And so we did. Like you know, and she awesome. had she had a beautiful dress, but like I didn't look out of place. I still look smart. So, um, but yeah, like it was it was a good experience because it was it was what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it, and we and celebrated. That's what it's all about. Yeah, with the people yeah. that matter, and it, it's a it's a good. Um, uh, metaphor template for life because I, I often say and we have this thing within the adaptability movement and it's you know you kind of need three key points like to, to sort of line up in terms of making life feel purposeful and it's you've got the um, you've got the relationship part of it so those connections with people that you care about 
Um, you've got the um, the growth side of it, you know, that you're, you're constantly moving and improving yourself. And then you've got the experiences and it's how those three integrate together. So it's like, you know, what are you doing? Who are you doing it with? And, and what's it like creating out of that? And I just think like that provides so much more purpose and connection for people. And, and it's a really simple way of looking at it as well. Like, yes, we can teach adaptability and we can teach, um, you know, all of these other skills that might enhance your career, your health and well-being, your mindset, your, your relationships and connections. But ultimately, we, we still need to satisfy those three things to feel whole. Um, does, does that mean anything to you? Like in terms of what, you, like, can you reflect on your own life with that? Oh, um, yeah, I might, sorry, can you explain that again? <laughs> That's all right. Um, and so <laughs> if you think about a triangle and we, we've got the relationships and the connections, we've got the growth aspect, we've got the experiences and how those three things combine for you to sort of create things in your life to create more abundance. <laughs> I'm a bit lost to that. Uh, hey, hey, that's all right. So, like, for example, you talk about growth, right? Yeah. Let, let me be Sorry. the sort of... No, no, that's fine. Like, uh, I've sprung that one on you, but... Cut, cut that bit out. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. This is about being real and about sharing stuff. So, like, you know, when, when you talk about, um, you know, uh, going back to Smythe and having mentors and stuff, and um, D Daniel... Sorry, was Daniel it? Daniel Northen. Daniel yeah. Northen as well. So, yeah. um, you know, that to me, that is the growth element, right? But it also is a relationship. And it's also an experience that you share together that creates that growth, right? Yeah. So you've got that synergy. So it's this mutually beneficial um, sort of like regenerative cycle of stuff that can keep flowing and going around because there's meaning for everyone in it, right? Yes. You know, with your with your wife, Kelly, and the way that she's investing in you with the podcast and the way that you're investing in her, you know, sounds like it was her kind of idea for the, the remarriage. It was an experience, experience yes. with a person that she wanted yeah. and there's growth out of that for your relationship. So... Do you see what I'm saying? Like those yeah. things repeat itself in life. So our best, best experiences are usually, um, you know, things that have satisfied those three things. And so what I was getting at was just trying to extract that a little bit for you in your own words. I yeah. ended up putting it into my words for you. But, um, you know, if that makes you more, more self-aware and, and you seek out more things that satisfy those things and realize that's actually a, a way to create purpose and, and abundance in your life, well, then great. We've, you know, hopefully our message has, has landed for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, um, Bevo, mate, it's, it's been a terrific conversation. I'm, I'm very grateful for you coming in and, and joining us for it. Um, I've really appreciated the, the opportunity to sort of jump on your podcast, and I think we're, we're going to revisit that as well. I'm going to come to your Flash studio, and, <laughs> um, you know, we've got the, um, I don't know what you call it, probably the, the two out of Land Cruiser over here. We're going to head off to the Rolls-Royce studio, so... <laughs> Um, that'll, that'll be a terrific experience as well. So, look, mate, tell us where people can find you. Yeah, no, thanks so much, mate. Um, so, Legends of Bevo is, is just on Facebook, Instagram, uh, also on, uh, on even Twitter. I put up my videos on, on LinkedIn as well, uh, YouTube, so sort of everywhere, really. Terrific. Yeah. Cool. And, um, yeah, and also on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now too. So, it started Excellent. out as video, but now I sort of do it as audio too. Yeah. So, you can sort of listen to it because everyone's on the podcast side of things now too. So yeah, yeah so it's all over the place. Just If you just Google Legends of Bevo, you'll be able to find me. And, Terrific. And that was the, one of the main reasons for changing from Chewing the Fat to Legends of Bevo. It's a much better marketing point of view. Yeah. Because previously, you Google Chewing the Fat, you can never find me. Now you Google Legends of Bevo, I'm straight up there, straight Fantastic. away. So I'm oh, everywhere, mate. as people say. So. Fantastic. I love what you're doing. Um, yeah, mate, thank you very much. Thanks so Great much, to have you. And yeah, look forward to join you on uh, Legends with Bevo Swain. Love, love it. Thanks so much, Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs>